Welcome to the latest episode of Cool Culture Corner. We discuss ways how we can better involve our teams for better productivity, higher profits, and growth. I'm your host for Cool Culture Corner, Ken Bader. I'm also your organizational culture and world-class service standards expert here with our latest episode, which is the car wash culture. And I'll get a little bit more into that because we have a great guest today. His name is Henry Lopez. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, first off, he's a father, husband, and serial entrepreneur. We've had a few of those on the show. And by serial means that he's done a lot of businesses, not that he likes to start serial businesses or eat a lot of cereal. Uh, he loves building and operating small businesses. He has over 34 years of diverse experience. Uh, he also is a podcaster himself. He has the show, The How of Business Podcast, which I had the distinct pleasure of being a guest on years ago. And also the How of Car Washing Podcast, which is really, really interesting. Henry, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks for inviting me, Ken. I'm excited to be here and looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, let's dive in. I want to talk a little bit about your serial entrepreneurship. You know, we cater to an audience of a lot of owners, managers of service-based businesses, and I believe you have started up a number of those, whether it be self-serve yogurt shops, obviously car washes, other retail businesses. Tell us a little bit about your background in retail business. Sure. So uh, my first business venture, I bought an existing uh, pizza franchise location here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I did that while I kept my day job and ended up having three of those units, three of those franchises in the Dallas area. Never was able to get them to a point where I could quit my job. I was doing pretty well in software sales and marketing. I had a business partner and he got paid a salary and he managed them. So that was my first experience in a, in a you know, business to consumer in, in the retail industry, food industry. Uh, then I went into real estate for a while, did some stuff there. I bought a business, another business, which was a sweet salon business that really was essentially a property management business where we leased out spaces. Think of it as executive suites for hairstylists and massage therapists. So owned, bought that business, sold it about six years after we owned it successfully. Uh, the self-serve frozen yogurt shop, as you mentioned, we still have that business. We started with two. Uh, the second one was not very successful, so we shut it down after the lease mm -hmm. was up. The initial location is very successful. We still operate that. And that's where we've implemented a lot of the customer service and cultural things initially that we're going to chat about, Ken. Awesome. And then, of course, the car wash. My business partner and co-host, David Begin, he's had his two initial car washes for 13 years and then he and I, and I kind of helped him with that and just as a de facto partner, if you will, and friend. Yeah. But then we invested in a third location that opened a little bit over a year ago in a suburb of Denver. Um, and then I've got other virtual businesses. Of course, I'm a business coach. My wife has a travel uh, consulting business that she runs from home. Nice. Uh, and so those are the primary things that keep you busy. And of course, as you mentioned, the podcast, The How of Business and The How of Car Wash. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned car wash a couple times, and we're certainly going to talk about uh, culture, but I, I, you, you've had the How of Business podcast for a while. I believe the How of Car Wash uh, business is fairly new. Um, you know, how of Car Wash, we launched that podcast uh, probably two years ago now. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, I'm it's just, just not we, keeping up we with originally, you. <laughs> yeah, we, I know. Originally, we, we were doing like an episode every two weeks. This year, we've picked up the cadence now, and we're releasing an episode a week like we do with the Howa business. Terrific. Well, let's get into culture, especially since you, you talked about the car wash, because I truly believe uh, having taken my car and my wife's car to a specific car wash uh, for years. There's two car washes I love. Um, it's rare that I'll go to any other car wash. And, and part of that is the culture. I mean, these guys are friendly. Um, they do. They not only do a great job with the service itself, uh, but you tip them, you pay them, you know, they're, they're happy to be there. They look like they're having fun, uh, which yeah. I think is a huge linchpin to having a cool culture corner. So talk a little bit about car washes and how important culture is even in that type of business. Yeah, it's, it's big uh, in part because what we're challenged with in that industry, as a lot of industries are, is with turnover. We're mostly hiring younger people. It's an hourly wage type position. So we're catching people in a point in their life where we know they're not going to be with us for 20 years, yeah. right? They, it's an interim thing. It's while they're in college or just in between kind of things early in life. And so, so we know if we get somebody who stays with us a year, two years, that's phenomenal. So that makes it very challenging to build a culture when you've got that kind of turnover. And specifically, and right now in the job market being so tight, in fact, our third location in Aurora, which is a suburb of Denver, has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country right now. So we're just having a hard time attracting people. On top of it, we're in an industry that has a reputation, and it's partly true, for being dirty and wet and outside. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of people want an air-conditioned job these days. Uh, so all of those are challenges for us to even establish enough core employees to build a culture around. Yeah, I can I can imagine, but obviously you're, you're doing it. So with that turnover, because, you know, that's a great point. Um, a lot of retail businesses that you and I both work with, you know, have that turnover problem, you know, whether, whether it's a restaurant, um, a, a community bank or community credit union, you know, you have those folks on the foundation of the org chart that, that just seem to be going through that revolving door. You know, how, how do you build a culture with that type of right. an issue going on? Yeah. So where it starts, Ken, and I believe this very strongly and I observe people making this mistake, it's very related to then trying to deliver great customer service. We, try, we call it trying to deliver remarkable customer service, which is influenced by Seth Godin and Purple Cow, mm -hmm. right? And what we found, and the reason I mentioned customer service is you can't deliver remarkable customer service without having first built a culture. So the way we approach it in these environments where we have high turnover is that at the top, it starts with us. Mm -hmm. We as owners have to completely believe and buy into the investment that's required to build a culture and then to deliver things like remarkable customer service. Mm -hmm. If we don't believe it, if we don't really believe it, in other words, if the way we manage our business is we throw up the employee of the month plaque like you'll see at some fast food places, <laughs> and I call it lipstick on a pig, right? Because that's all it is. No now a word from our sponsor, Bader Training and Consulting. BTC is the creator of the B plus C plus S formula. 
our clients that implement that formula increase their net income by 124% and grow their business by 17% on average. The best place to start working with Bader Training and Consulting is with our B plus C plus S audit. The service pinpoints issues as well as attributes of your business's unique brand culture and strategy learn more or sign up for a b plus c plus s audit at www.btcinc.net backslash bcs dash audit nobody really cares at the end of the day they're just focused on the bottom line numbers and and on reducing costs and on cutting corners if you as an owner don't really believe in the value of building a culture which will then manifest itself into all of those other things like great customer service, forget about it. You're wasting your time. You, you might as well put it away, right? Don't pretend. And we see that so much. And we know, right, as customers, as consumers, we typically read through that pretty quickly when it's not yep. real. Because what happens is where it manifests itself the most is how we really treat our employees, right? Not just in how we pay them, but in how we take care of them or the lack thereof. Right. So to begin to answer your question, it starts at the top with David and I. We believe in that. And the reason we believe in it, and trust me, we have a lot of these conversations in our industry in specific. Mm -hmm. There are lots of car wash operators that don't pay attention to this and they're doing fine, right? So it's, it's a struggle sometimes to say, well, what the heck are we doing beating ourselves up for this? Here's the answer. It's because when we have a business, it represents us. Mm-hmm. And we want to be proud of the businesses that we build and operate. We want what we get, which is when people go to our businesses and then they comment to us later, family members, friends, and say, wow, that was great. God, your business was fantastic. That was good, such a good experience. That makes us proud. That's right. what drives us. We do it because it's the right thing to do and it's how we want to run our businesses. Now, the next level is that we have a manager in place that we pay a very good salary and we take care of Mm -hmm. and we hope to get some longevity out of that role. Mm -hmm. So it starts there. We find the right kind of person that fits into that. We hire mostly on personality more so than on skill set because no big news here, right? I can teach them a lot of about how to run a car wash. Mm-hmm. I can't teach them personality and how they lead people. Those things, they kind of have to come with me with at least some basic skills, right? Yeah. So we make sure that we hire at the high level the right person that's properly compensated and motivated and that buys in to what we're trying to achieve. In the car wash industry, it's a little challenging because mm-hmm. it's a very mechanical and operation intensive business. So it's very easy for our leaders, our manager, to get busy in the tunnel fixing something. Mm -hmm. Instead of understanding that while that's important, that can be delegated, they need to be customer facing. And it's a hard thing to hire for because they they do need to have some technical, mechanical wherewithal. Sure. But they need to understand their number one job is taking care of that customer who's not happy with the wash that he or she just got or had an issue or whatever, or making sure that we're putting the right face forward like you're experiencing at the wash that you go to. Right. So that's the next level. It starts with us. Then you got to hire the right management that buys in, that, that you hired for the right reasons and that you're taking care of. So that's where it starts. 
No, great answer. A couple of, I, I agree 100% with everything that you said, but a couple of really key points is I truly, truly believe this, and I say it, it to every client, to every seminar that, that I have the privilege of speaking to, that especially when I talk about the branding, the experience concept, I start off with, because everybody's thinking about customer or member or client facing, is that it's very, very difficult, almost impossible to brand an experience for those you serve without branding and experience first for your employees. It's very, very difficult. And that's what you're doing in terms of filtering down that mindset um, through the entire org chart. And also just on, and I love what you said about the mechanical part of the car wash, because I see it too in, I never had the pleasure of working with a car wash, <laughs> just, just me, but I've worked with restaurants, banks, and places like that. And I see it in restaurants and I see it with really small credit unions where there's a manager or owner, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the toilet's overflowing yeah, and I know that's disgusting. I apologize to the audience, but you know what? That's part of small business. And then all that's of a right. sudden, you've got the owner or manager, you know, usually, you know, the highest ranking person there that's going in there with a plunger, you know, <laughs> rather than, you know, dealing with the experience, you know, dealing with the customer and making sure that through the employees that they're branding experience uh, for, for those folks. So, Getting back to retail in general, uh, because you, you've run and started so many different service-based retail businesses, you know, what would you say is possibly the number one tip or the number one key that you've seen to creating this cool culture corner and, and an experience for, for the people you serve? Good question. I think it takes a couple of things, at least in my experience. It goes back again if we talk about starting at the top. As owners, your team of people, and especially, you know, for us, we're talking usually about, we're talking about small organizations, right? Sure. Uh, so, you know, at, at a car wash, we might have 15 employees total. At a full serve, like it sounds like you go to, it might be 20. Right. So it's a small group. That, and so, what I'm learning more and more over time, especially with millennials, is they want to feel like you are invested and, and interested in their life. Right. I was challenged with this early on, I'll be honest, Ken, because I come from the mentality as a, as a baby boomer of you keep friendships separate. You don't develop <laughs> friendships with your employees. It's not like and that still anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's not. Now, there's still a line that you have to draw. I had just had a gentleman touch speaking about millennials on the podcast recently, but with the way he explained it to me and I've become to learn over the years is you have to be interested in what they're interested in. Right. But so in other words, as an owner or the manager there at that location, you have to develop some level of a relationship so that people feel like you care and it has to be honest. Obviously, right. people are going to read through it if it's not genuine, but you have to care about your staff. Feeling cared about is often even more important than, than what people get paid. I mean, we got to pay people, obviously, sure. but feeling cared about is important. Being invested in is the next thing. So the next thing that's so critical to us in building culture is we signal to our employee from day one, we've got a plan to train you, 
to invest in you and we're going to take the time to do so. We're not going to train you. One of my big pet peeves when I go into a fast food restaurant is the cashier that's being trained on my time, right? <laughs> and you got to get it again. Right. Because nobody's willing to invest a little bit of time. All it took would have made maybe have that person shadow for an hour or whatever. But instead, I'm sitting there while and the excuse, I'm sorry, I'm new, and I'm thinking, well, why, why am I supposed to be training you? Right? Yeah. Isn't that your boss's job? So from day <laughs> one, our employees see that we've got a curriculum, we've got a plan to make you successful. And what we've found as to how that influences our culture in a positive way. It's just amazing how people respond to knowing that they're going to be shown how to do this job and do it well. We're going to set you up to succeed and people really appreciate that. And that turns into a culture where people feel valued. Employees feel valued in part when you are investing in them to help them do the best job possible. And if I'm saying, well, it's all about customer service. But then I don't take the time to show you what that mm -hmm. means to us. Then what there's a disconnect like, in the yeah. culture. What that looks like, exactly. Then there's a disconnect in the culture, right? It's, it's fake. It's not real. I don't really mean that. I'm just saying that. So that permeates the culture as much as anything else. Right, right. No, awesome, awesome comments. Uh, I love your comment on investment in people. Um, it, it ties into one of my mantras that I'm getting on a soapbox lately the last couple months is that it seems like you know, years ago we started with communication. I'm going to tell you exactly what's happening. You're not going to have any input or feedback, but you know, you're not going to be in the dark. I'm going to tell you right, what's happening. Right, here are your and they're very clear, right? Yeah. And then we went into engagement, which was more like, you know, hey, you know, we could be friends. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's happening. I'm going to ask for your opinion. I'm probably not going to take it, but, you know, in order to engage, I'm going to ask for your opinion and, and feel like I'm taking your feedback. And now I think the real key is, like you said, investment. I use involvement of saying, mm. all right, you know, I'm going to give you the resources, whether it's training, <clears throat> whether it's a budget, whether it's tools. So, you don't need me unless there's a real, real big problem or you got a great, great idea. You know how to do the job. Here are the resources. Right. You do it. And then there's real empowerment. And then, you know, I think, frankly, to, to your point, I think it's easier, frankly, to be friends. You know, because like, hey, you know what? We're almost like equals. Yeah, I know where I am on the org chart, but, you know, you have your skills, you have your resources, you're doing your job, and I'm doing mine, which is making sure from a big picture all of this is, is getting done. Um, Before we move on, though, Ken, and please, that story, ahead. and you mentioned the word empowerment, and I want to make sure to come back to that because it's so critical to building Absolutely. culture. So our managers and everybody on staff is empowered to make decisions and that, I think, cannot be overstated as a key to building a positive culture. So in that situation that I described, the manager doesn't have to call me and say, what do I do? Mm -hmm. We've trained them. Now, they still can if it's an emergency situation, of course, or if it's an unusual situation. But for example, every employee at iTopit or at the car wash, the car wash, we have a procedure. But nonetheless, everybody is empowered to try to fix the problem that the customer has. It's never, let me go get my manager to solve this problem. We empower them. And in the service industry and in customer facing industry, that I think is critical to building a culture. That's the other thing that signals to our employees that we really trust them mm -hmm. 
and have invested in them. And now we're going to let them do the right. And what I have found is nine times out of 10, if not more, they'll do the right thing. Now, where you can quickly undermine that is if after that incident happened and what my manager decided to do to resolve it, if I then start to question it and, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. You got to be very careful not to undermine that confidence. I may coach and guide and say, well, maybe this next time think about it this way. But be very careful not to undermine that empowerment that you do give your staff because that's critical to culture. Excellent point. You know, you're, you're giving us extra than I expected, and it's spot on. <laughs> I appreciate it, Henry. Uh, my pleasure. Because two, two of the stories I always give because of my, my background is in banking and retail finance. Uh, I remember working at one particular credit union where you know anything that was uh, $25 or more of an expense, like going to a chapter meeting or event, needed to be approved by the CEO of the small credit union. And you, wow. you talk about you know the cost of the lack of empowerment. I mean, the whole point of, of Cool Culture Corner is increasing productivity and profits. You know, how much money are you losing by the CEO who's making a six-figure salary sitting there approving a $30 expense or saying no? You know, you, so you That's lose right. 30 bucks. Is it really that big of a deal? And if it is, you probably should shut down the darn credit union anyway. And yeah, on the on the other extreme, to your point, or very very early in my banking career, uh, was at Citibank. We had a, a situation where myself and the teller supervisor did a transaction for a customer in a completely different area of the country, but a customer of Citibank for about five hundred dollars. And it turned out the next day when the branch manager was in that we had broken policy, and. Wow. Instead of the branch manager, you know, verbally slapping us both upside the head, he called us in our in his office and he said, "You know what? I really, really appreciate the decision making behind that because your whole mindset was about this is a Citibank customer and how do mm -hmm. I take care of this Citibank customer?" He says, "Now I'll That's tell right. I'll tell you that unfortunately that's against policy and this is why." But you know, there's no write-ups or anything like that. Yeah, I would appreciate if this happens again that we do this, that, and the other thing. But you know what? I, I love the decision-making behind it. And I think that's when we're empowering people and you know, they do maybe go against policy or make a mistake. I think it's important to really acknowledge the thinking behind it because that's empowerment. And then kind of like you said, let's have the coaching and say, okay, Let's do this a little bit differently, but let's keep that same mindset decision-making process. That's right. Yeah, that, that's, an, that's a great example. And that was a leader, right? He knew that you guys, and I'm sure you never did that again, right? You Absolutely learned your not. lesson. <laughs> he knew what, you, what he had in you guys was somebody who bought into what they were trying to do, which is serve the customer. Right, right. Well, last question, Henry. Where can our audience find you, whether it be that they want to listen to your podcast, uh, maybe have you speak, uh, take advantage of your small business consulting? How best can our audience find you, Henry? Yes, thank you for that. You can just go to thehowofbusiness.com. So at thehowofbusiness.com, you'll find everything about me, the podcast, my coaching services, and everything else that we have going on right now. Terrific. 
terrific. And the How Business is a great podcast. Uh, I encourage you to listen to that before or after Cool Culture Corner, of course. Um, they have right. great guests on there, uh, especially after the one that I did. I'm sure the guests got a lot better. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're we're going to have you back on because I need, I need to have you on my show to talk about culture. So, yeah, you, you were a great guest. And your episode was very well received, still one of the more popular episodes uh, going back historically. Yes, thank you. And it's one of those that I, I keep sharing. Love doing podcasts, both as a guest and a, uh, a producer. But Henry, great tips. Awesome advice. Thank you so much for taking some time today and being on our show. Thanks, Ken. It was a great opportunity. Loved the conversation. <laughs> Me as well. Thank you to our audience for listening. And we will have a new episode of Cool Culture Corner coming to you very soon.